Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Okay, we are going to share together. We are teaching on the parable of the sower, so the way, the sower, so at the word, and we are talking or teaching on today on the seed that fell by the good ground. The seed that fell by the good ground. Can you tell your neighbor, I am the seed that fell by the good ground. Now, we have been teaching on this parable in the book of Mark chapter 4, and the Bible taught us, or we learned, that there is a seed that fell by the wayside, and the demons, or Satan, came and ate the seed, and we understand as well that there is a seed that fell by the rocky place, and the Bible says the seed fell into the rocky place, it quickly germinated, but because it had no roots, it died. It says, and some fell on the stony ground where it had not much earth and immediately sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Verse 6, please. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no roots, it withered away. And the third part of the seed fell by the bushy place. And the Bible says, and some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up, choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And uh, verse 8, and, 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 and other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up, and it increased, and it brought forth some 60, some, some 30, some 60, and some a hundredfold. Can we go to the latter verses where Jesus explains, I think it's verse, from verse 16, 17. Uh, let's read there. He says, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately received it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, so endured but for a time. Afterward, when affliction, persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And this is where the Bible tells us, immediately they are offended. Verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, as hear the word. And the curse of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things, entering in, choked the word, and it became unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some hundred. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now, I want you to have an understanding that when we talk about the seed, the, the seed that fell, that the sower went out to sow, there is a number of things that, that transpired. One, we were supposed to have started to preach from the good ground. That there are seeds that fell on the good, on the good ground, and when this seed fell on the good ground, some seeds that fell on the good ground, the Bible says they started to yield. 
They yielded a return of 30, 60, and 100 fold. Now, most people, when they come to church, they are a good ground. Can you tell your neighbor, you are a good ground? So they are a good ground. They receive the word with thankfulness. They are happy, they are excited until they start to stay for some time. And when they have stayed for some time, the Bible says the seed became unfruitful. When you read, it says some seed fell by the thorny bush and it stopped being fruitful. It just became unfruitful because of offense. The Bible says, if you read it, it says because of the curse of this world. You are in the church, you are happy, you were not married, you were singing. You were coming to church for all the services. And then suddenly, you say, I'm married. I'm coming late. You know, I need my time. Can you tell anybody, I need my time. We are always a church. You forgot, you got the husband at church. He will not function if he's not in church. He dysfunctions when he's out of church. You forgot the woman you married, you found her where? In church. If she's not in church, she malfunctions. She misbehaves. But most people don't think that way. The Bible says, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. It was fruitful. It degrades. It becomes unfruitful. And it says, some fell, it says because of the, the, the curse of this world, the deceitfulness of what? Of riches. This is why we say, until you have money, you are nice. You come to church, and then one day, uh, I was asking some pastors, we had a pastor's meeting. That time, the, the lotto was 150 million. So I asked them, if you were to win 150 million. Now, I'm told yesterday, they told me, it's 200 and how much? 210. Those who are watching the money. It's 210 million. And so I ask, what will you do if you win 210 million? No, they started saying, I will build myself a house. I will make sure every, every relative, my brothers and sisters, they have everything they need. And then I will make sure I take my children to school. So I realized this answer is wrong. So let me go to the next believer. These are pastors. I said, what will you do? The same way. When I get the money, I'll buy myself a car. Buy the house and take my children to the most expensive school and all of that. And I said, already you tell us how you are spending your money. It's, all, it's about you. The others who are just saying it, I will do it on others. I was watching a documentary on television showing, I think it's in America, Showing all the people who have won Lotto. Some of them are poor. They are worse poorer than before they got, they got the money. And as, in other words, they spend it as if they've worked for it. You know, when you haven't worked for things, if I give you 50 rands, you can, you can spoil it. You can, you can literally destroy it. But if you work for it, you say, hey, this 50 rands, I worked the whole day for it. It must last me for some time. Now, you have to understand the deceitfulness of riches. Your heart gets stolen. Now, you were you in church, 
very fruitful. You are now becoming unfruitful. You are starting to complain about the many things that we do in the church. I want my time. We are always at church. We are always winning souls. We are always doing this. So you become neutral. You stop winning. You are in the company of negative people. Hate, hate people and negative people have a tendency to find each other. They criticize the leaders. They criticize the church. They criticize everything. Now the Bible says some fell by the stony place. Because of unfruitfulness, offense comes in. You become offended. And because you are offended, the Bible says the roots could not go deep. Why? Because of offense. People who are offended cannot grow spiritually. Because they have an offense. Can you tell your neighbor, because you have an offense, you are not growing. Yes. You came to church, you were happy, you were going to sell, you were excited, you were dancing here, and suddenly you are offended. Somebody told, told you, hey, today you will not do this. Maybe you are an usher. They always make you to sit on the front seat. So you are addicted to sit on the front seat. And then they ask you today that we are swapping chairs. Then the offense come into our hand and say, that was my chair. Uh, they changed me. I'm no longer coming to church. Or I'm no longer an usher. I'm only an usher if I sit here. Tell your neighbor, forgive yourself. Listen, most people, they come already offended. Tell your neighbor, you came already offended. Yes. Today, we are, we are pushing for the conference. Everybody's putting on the gene. I wanted to put on my gene, but my wife said, for the sake of visitors, you must dress properly. They didn't feel like, oh, this pastor is so serious. But the suit can't make me to go to heaven, is it? But listen, the last group, after they were in church, fruitful, they became neutral, stopped being fruitful, they became offended, they stopped growing, their roots stopped growing. When the challenges of life comes, they choked. And the last part, the Bible says, they fell by the wayside. Satan came and picked them up. This why it's not surprising that some of the most fruitful people become the, the worst backsliders. They really regress far beyond what we expected them to do. We'll even say, you know, we thought you are a Christian. And the person will start to tell you uh, why they are doing what they are doing. Even David was a sinner. So and so was a sinner trying to justify their reason. So today we are talking about the seed that fell by the good ground. Mark chapter 4 verse 8 and 9 it says, but other seed fell on a good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30, some 60, and some 100. And he said to them, He who has an ear, let him hear. These are, uh, the, the, the good ground people are like children. Children don't get easily offended. You can, you can tell a child, don't do that. They might show you like they are not happy. But after two minutes, they are very happy, they've forgotten about it, and life continues. So attitude is very important for fruitfulness. You have to have a great attitude. They believe all things, they believe the word, and they practice it. Those who bear much fruit, they believe the word and practice it. Mark chapter 4, verse 20, 
says, but these are the ones sown on the good ground. Those who hear the word, they hear the word, they accept it. They don't argue it. They accept it. And they bear fruit, some 60, uh, some 30 fold, some 60, and some 100. Hallelujah. So point number one for today's teaching. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit. Psalm 119, verse 130. Psalm 119, verse 123, uh, uh, verse 1, 130. It says, the entrance, the entrance of thy word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. For us who come to church, who wants to learn, when the word comes into us, we learn, we get enlightened, we are happy, we are growing from that word which we have received. Psalm 119 verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. So the, the challenge that we are giving to you is that doing your devotion, giving yourself to the scriptures, sharing your faith with others, and spending time with God allows you to grow, allows you to bear fruit. People who don't bear fruit, they have not allowed the weight to grow in them. You have to allow the weight to grow in you so that you become the person that you are supposed to be. Those who hear the weight, they accept it and they bear fruit. We have been talking in the weeks past that as a child, between 13 and 25, learn to take instruction. Can you tell your neighbor, learn to take instruction? Most 18-year-olds, they think they know more than they are seniors. They believe, they believe we know. Somebody who's 25, they think they know everything that they have to know. Listen, you know very little. Even if you have a degree, it's just a degree. The knowledge and the information you have is just a minimum knowledge. There are things that you don't know that you need to know. Your mother might not have gone to school, but when she tells you, this boy is not a good boy. Don't look at your mother and say, you are jealous. I love the boy. I love the boy. You will regret I love the boy. One day, your mother will say to you, I told you so. Can you tell your neighbor, I told you so. But you were fashionable. So, the issue is, if you don't take instruction, you'll never grow. The scriptures gives us instruction. They command us, do this, do that. If we do the word of God, forgive your enemies, forgive those who offended you. If you don't do it, you are the one who become a slave. Can you imagine, I offended you, but I don't know. Every day I come here, I dance. And you are getting more offended. I jump. You say, you see, I told you. It's going to jump. I jump, you say. I make a joke. Every day I make the same joke. Because I like the joke. You get it? But for you, it's offending you. You are offended. And therefore, you struggle to receive even the things that are good. You can no longer receive them. Because something have been said, or people have done, I always use the example of worship team because uh, people always complain. You know, they sing, people complain. They don't sing, people complain. They dress up, people complain. They will tell you the skirt is too short. But I said, to the pure, everything is pure. 
Why did you see the skirt among all the other things? It's the only thing that you saw that is too short. Oh, the jean was too tight. Why did you look at the jean that was too tight? Why did you look at the mouth that was singing? You wouldn't know. So, people most of the time, they come to church. Sometimes, uh, they play music loud. You know, the doctor is still 18 years old, so. When he plays the music, sometimes he plays his heart. So, we who are grown a bit, we complain. The music is loud in the church. And I say, children, you just need to tell somebody, can you please reduce the music? It's simple as that. Please speak to the usher. Can you tell the guy in the south, he's noisy. This is no longer worship. It's noise. It's hating our ear. You get it? If we leave them alone, they will bend the speakers. They've done it before. It's true. They, 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 the volume, they just increase. But they, some people get offended. They say, no, I'm offended by this. These children, that, the children, they come here, they dance. Somebody says, as if, as if they've never danced in don't dance in church. Really? What? You came already offended. Tell your neighbor, you came already offended. Your orientation limits you from receiving great things from God. Your background, your culture, the things that have exposed you. I mean, when I grew up, eating communion. No, they will make us confess serious confessions. Make you imagine the things you have never done. And then you come and eat communion. And even when you are eating communion, the way they are looking at you is like, you don't deserve to eat communion, so you are even afraid to come. May the Lord have mercy. Number two, fruitfulness is a matter of the heart. Can you show your neighbor, fruitfulness is a matter of the heart. We said this last week and I will add it. You are the company you keep. Show me your friends. I'll tell you your future. The company you keep plays a major, major role. People just need to say a simple thing to make you negative. And because of false allegiances, you are giving your allegiance to people you are not supposed to give allegiance to. For years, you have taken instruction from your mother, from your father. And somebody comes, gives you a different instruction, and you demean, look down on the instruction that was given to you. Until, like the prodigal son, possibly was influenced by friends. who say, hey, we are leaving. Our parents gave us our money. We are going. Tell your father to give you your money. Let's go. And guess what? 5, 10, 15, 20, we don't know how many years after. The guy came back home. Every time I think about the previous side, can I give you a picture of the previous side that I have? Broken, smelling. The smell that if you hug the person, the smell remains on you. Many years ago, I was, I was driving from Africa and coming back home. And uh, because of politics, you know, there were a lot of people that are working on the street, farm workers. So I decided, let me stop. Pick these people. I was driving a Ford, a Ford uh, Granada. So they come in. They sit there. The seats are made of uh, 
cloth, like velvet. No velvet. There were about four or five. They squeeze in close to the, the car. Immediately they come in, I can't breathe. So I decided, let me open all the windows. It's automatic windows. I open all the windows. We drive. Ten kilometers after, they said, please drop us here. I dropped them. They went out. For two weeks, they were still in my car. <laughs> Even though I will leave, I will leave the car windows open and everything. It never works. I don't know if you get it. Now, the project I said was worse than that. Because he never washed. He was feeding pigs. Where was he staying? How did he look like? But when he left home, he was influenced. Fruitfulness is a matter of the heart. Can you tell me about fruitfulness is a matter of the heart? We can influence you, but we can't make you to do what is right. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, it says, do not be deceived. Do not be de Can we read it together, church? Want to go? Do not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. My, my translation, New King James says, do not be deceived. Even company corrupts good habits. You were a good child until you met some people. And then you change. You were a good Christian until you, you got a boyfriend. Nice Christian, you were loving Jesus, coming for prayer, all of that. Now you have changed. You love the boyfriend. Your future and everything is on the boyfriend. I mean, I can tell you story after story of girls who gave their car, their credit cards. The time they come to me, they are broken. The car is scratched and damaged. The credit card is bankrupt. It's like, I'm broke now. And the guy has moved on because there's no more any sucking anymore. I don't know if you get it. Can you shake your neighbor and say, can you wake up, please? Can you tell your neighbor, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Yes, guard your heart. Not everybody who comes around is a good company. Not everybody that is around you has good intentions for you. It's very funny that the children that have been raised well, that the parents give them pocket money, are the ones that become addicted. Middle class families, parents are working very hard to make the child comfortable, but the child doesn't understand that so much sacrifice is given. Most of you seated here, you come from very challenged families. When you are here, you look like million dollars. But where you come from, there's no million dollars. Your parents are sacrificing everything to make you to become the person that you are. Some fail by the good ground. Make the decision, I am the good ground. Hallelujah. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Luke 8.15 The Bible says, But the one that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word, with a noble and a good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Sorry. They bear fruit with what? With patience. He says, But on the good ground are they which are an honest 
good heart, having had the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. We have to understand we will not bear fruit the same way. That's why the Bible says Psalm 30, Psalm 60, Psalm 104. But guard your heart because if you don't guard your heart, corruption comes and you stop bearing fruit. The joy of life is taken from you. Number three, point number three. We are talking now about the fruits. Psalm Luke chapter three. Okay. Point number three says, uh, we are talking about Psalm 30. This is the entry into fruitfulness and calling. It's an entry into fruitfulness and calling. Fruitfulness comes as a form of sacrifice. There must be sacrifice for fruitfulness to come. And for a young woman to have children, she must, she must sacrifice a figure. She must sacrifice quite a lot. You might never go back to where you were before. You might desire, but you might never happen again. Your breasts that used to be standing. The feminist that you used to have is gone. I've seen, I, I've seen uh, showing on television some women after they have children, they've got stripes on their belly. The stomach stretched but they didn't shrink as it's supposed. I'm going to tell you somebody. Can you tell your neighbor, fruitfulness comes through sacrifices. You can't grow spiritually by keeping bad company. It's not possible. You have to make the decision. That's why we say you can't keep the boyfriends, sleep around, and think you'll be a good Christian. It's not possible. It's not possible. Oh, no. Zamazam. Listen, your life, your life will be zamazam, but the rest of your life, you'll be zamazam, you'll be patching. That's why I say, I like talking to elderly people. I always ask, Elderly, how did you mix? How did you mix so and so? The children, how, how did you have children? Don't tell you. Ask your aunt. You think you are pretty. Your mother was more prettier than you. You think your mother, when you look at your mother with the glasses, that old fashioned, doesn't know anything, go and ask your grandmother. Talk to your grandmother and say, Granny, tell me. How was she when she was growing up? Then you'll say, she was as wild as you are. You are better. <laughs> so never think in your own wisdom that you are smarter than your mother. Never have, have that. The Bible gives us an understanding. Truthfulness is a matter of sacrifice. Psalm 30 fold, Psalm 60, Psalm 100. Psalm 30 fold, 30-fold is a sign of maturity. When you start to bear fruit, you are now coming to the cell, you are taking somebody, you are taking care of somebody, you are showing maturity, you are showing, you are showing dedication, ability to handle responsibility. That's that number 30. Ability to handle responsibility. Can you ask your neighbor, can you be responsible? Some of you, we can't leave you with children. Your parents can't leave you. You are grown, but they can't leave you with children. They'll call your cousin to come 
they will say cousin come i mean you are grown you are 25 but they call your cousin we are going away cousin can you come and stay with your cousins and then they call your cousin on the corner and say you know what <laughs> because they know when they leave you are going to leave their children are never going to eat you have refused to mature you have refused to take responsibility that is just the entry point being responsible taking responsibility for your own life being excited about the things that god is doing in your life and experiencing the power of god luke chapter 3 verse 23 it says now jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age being as it was supposed the son of joseph the son of Heli, and uh, that's where the verse ends basic fruitfulness is being a servant of the lord the ability to surrender yourself when a young woman says yes to a young man to be married the, the girl says i'm i'm raising my hand to be responsible when when you come and say daddy i want to get married the, the father understand this one now wants to be responsible this one wants to be what responsible so have that understanding that this is a basic entry to fruitfulness being a servant entering into maturity and taking responsibility may you take responsibility in the name of jesus may you enter into the season of being fruitful in the name of jesus point number four jesus is the eternal life he bears the fruit of eternal life and salvation jesus is eternal fruit and our salvation and we are talking about 60. Psalm 60. When we talk about 60, is the power and the freedom of the Holy Spirit in total order and completion. To be spirit-led, guided, and influenced, and fully submitted. We are talking about when you say, I've entered 60, you're talking about restoration and restitution. You are starting to look into things. How can we restore and put things back in order? You are now becoming 60. You remember the Queen of England? 1060. They call it what? Second Jubilee. At 50, it was Jubilee. At 60, they said it's, it's a silver Jubilee. And, and, and part, part of, part of the, the responsibility that has come when, when she celebrated the 60, it showed that it's a season for things to be restored, for things to be put in order. And this is part and parcel of the challenge for us to say, when, when you become fruitful, when you are this seed that has fallen on the good ground, you start by bearing fruit, you take responsibility. As you grow in your responsibility, you start to be led, directed, and influenced by the Holy Spirit, and you come to a place of completion and you start to restore and put things back in order as they were supposed to do and lastly you have a testimony you have what you must have a testimony as a christian in the name of jesus revelation chapter 1 verse 5 jesus is the first fruits you must be the first fruits you belong to the lord so 60 gives us that picture of becoming the first fruit it says and from jesus christ who is the the faithful witness 
and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood. May the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit come upon your life. So 60, we talk about the restor restor restoration and re re resurrection that has come upon your life. So I want to challenge you to say, have an understanding to abide in God. Because when, when you become 60, when you take the responsibility of 60, you come into completion, you restore and uh, put things in order. John 15, verse 4. Jesus, the eternal fruit and our salvation. John 15, 4. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You remember when we spoke about the good ground, we said some fell as well on the, on the bushy place, they stopped to bear fruit. And then later they regressed, they, their roots stopped growing, and then they regressed, and they were exposed, and Satan took them. Here Jesus is speaking to the disciples, he says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abides in the vine, no one can. Can ye accept you abide in me? Can you tell your neighbor, we are abiding in Christ? So to bear fruit, some, some 30, some 60, it simply means we are abiding, we are led by the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, influenced by the Spirit, and fully submitted to God, and then we come to a place of restoration, we come to a place where we abide fully in God, and therefore we serve the energy and the power from God. And lastly, the Bible says, hundredfold. Can you tell your neighbor, I am a hundredfold Christian. I bear much more fruits. Hallelujah. Now, hundredfold talks about full perfection, full completion, perfect spiritual ordering with full power of the Holy Spirit. The book of Luke chapter 8, verse 15. He says, but that on the good ground are they which are an honest and a good heart, having had the word, kept it, bring forth the fruit with patience. Now, that word, fruit with patience, it takes time. I always say, to grow a human being takes a lifetime. Even when you are fully grown, at 40, 50, if your parents are still alive, they will still be calling you my child. And they will still be ordering you. They will be telling you what you are doing is wrong. Even though in your heart you believe you are right. They will still be calling. Please can you call him to come here. I want to talk to him. They might not talk to you as a small child. They will talk to you as an adult. And they will correct you. And guide you. They will celebrate you. But bearing fruit with patience. We are not only taken by immediate fruit, but the lasting fruit. You are now a disciple maker. You are growing. You are maturing. You are seeing the fruit of your life. That's why we say if you are a Christian and you are not a disciple maker, we doubt your Christianity. Who's following you? Can you ask your neighbor who's following you? Who's behind you? Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Who is following you? Are you just this Christian who come to church on a Sunday? 
You want to be buried. That's why you can. You don't know. You are going to live very long. We will not be burying you any soon. If you came to church, oh, when I die, uh, the, the church will bury me. You will live until 96. So, and you are 30 now. So you have how many years to live? 66 years. You have to have fruit. Get your labor. You have to have fruit. You must bear fruit. I see you bearing much more fruit in the name of Jesus. I see you expanding mightily in the name of Jesus. I see you doing great exploits in the name of Jesus. I see you being one of the most powerful preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. I see you doing great and mighty things for God. Hallelujah. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. May you enter into your season in the name of Jesus. May you experience the power of God in the name of Jesus. So you have to understand, at hundred, uh, the Bible says hundredfold. Hundredfold is not you, you sow one seed and a hundred seed comes. No. When we plant in the fields, the return we have, if we use one bag, most of the time you'll find we have got so much of harvest. It's far beyond even hundred bags. There's so much that has come back. And this is the challenge that I want to bring to you to say, when, when we reach that level, we continue to bear fruit uh, in the presence of the Lord. So, the book of John 15, verse 8. It says, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Can we read it together? One to go. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. So Jesus is saying, as we bear much more fruit, we have an affirmation that we are truly the disciples of Jesus. I see you bearing much more fruit in the name of Jesus. Now think about it. You are 30 years of age and you are going to live until 100. How many disciples are you going to When my grandmother was 90, I was 45. Well, she was 45 years older than me. What do you think? Hmm? Now, if I'm to live another 45, I'm to reach her age. I'm to reach 90 after 45. How much fruit will I have? You, how much fruit are you going to have? You have to make that decision. I can't just be a Christian who comes to church and sing. Singing is a gift, but it's not really a serious fruit. You see, when we disciple, we create a space for people to grow and they can do exactly the same thing we are doing. You see, we can't sing like Sister Musa and Brother Bolton. We wish, we pray, we intercede, shabara, shabara, shabara. And when we come here, we are singing, we are out of court. And people are listening. And we, when we finish, we say, we are singing for the Lord. We are not singing for you. Listen, if you are singing for the Lord, sing in your shower. But even though they sing, their talent is very difficult to duplicate in the lives of others. Paul was not saying to the people, follow me and then become like me. In other words, have my talent. No. He was discipling them to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Every one of us is a disciple maker. Every one of us can lead somebody to the Lord. Every one of us can grow somebody to mature, to become one of the most powerful servants of the Lord. All of us can serve the Lord. As we have said, many are called, but few are chosen. And I believe we are part of the many that are called by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 15 verse 8, says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. God desires a fruit of your life. Matthew chapter 7, verse 19 to 20. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is yon down and cast into the fire. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. By, by what? By what? By what? Some fell by the wayside, you will know them by what? But some fell by the rocky place, you will know them by what? Some fell by the bushy place, you will know them by what? And some who fell by the good ground, you will know them by what? So if people have no fruit, they have no part in God. God loves fruitfulness. God loves what? Fruitfulness. He says, therefore, by their fruit, you will know them. What kind of fruit are you? Are you a negative person who discourages others to do well? When you fail, do you want it to come upon every other person? When you are corrected and you are offended, you want the same spirit to flow. The Bible says, wherefore they are fruit, you shall know them. By their fruit, you will know them. What kind of fruit do you have? You see, we go to heaven by fruit. We choose Jesus. He comes into our life. We are being changed and transformed into the same image as that of Christ. We are being changed. We are being transformed. As we bear fruit, the fruit transforms us. Doctor, the more you win souls, the more your life becomes better. The more you disciple somebody, say, follow me, and you are struggling with certain things. You are not reading the scriptures. Now that you have somebody, you have to read the scriptures. It's like a mother who uh, traditionally wouldn't cook. But now that he's got a chance, or children, what does he do? He has to cook. You have to teach your children good manners. Even if you were rude, you start to realize, hey, my children are becoming rude like I, I am. So I have to change. So by their fruit, you will know them. We go to heaven because of our fruit. We choose Jesus. We have chosen him. And we start to bear fruit according to the pattern of Christ. And he says, therefore, by their fruit, you will know them. And my question is, what kind of fruit do you have in your life? What kind of fruit have you become yourself? There is a saying in English, they say like a father. You are bearing fruit according to the company you keep. Jesus said, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down, is thrown into the fire. Thereby, thereby, therefore, by their fruit, you will know them. Can we bow our heads? Every head bowed. 
every eye closed. I want you to pray for yourself. Lord, may I be fruitful. May I be fruitful. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. I pray for each and every man, woman, and child in this place. We pray for the power, the flow of the Holy Spirit upon us. That, Lord, you have desired from the beginning. That, Lord, we may bear fruit. Psalm 60, Psalm 30, Psalm 60, Psalm 100 fold. Father, I pray for ourselves that we are the seed that fell by the good ground. We are the seed that take instruction. We are the seed that bears fruit. Father, we thank you that we are known by the good fruit that we have borne. Father, we thank you for this grace. We lift up your name. For Lord, you said, by their fruit, you will know them. We thank you, Father, for this in Jesus' name. While all eyes are closed and all heads are bowed, maybe you are here today. You say, Pastor, I want to bear fruit. I want to bear fruit in the pattern of Christ. I want to receive Jesus. I want to be a child of God. I want my sins to be forgiven. That I may bear fruit, lasting fruit. That I may bear fruit, a pleasing fruit to the Lord. I want to pray together with you. If you are here today, say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Luarte. For more life-transforming messages, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel at Emmanuel Christian Church HOJ.